Thanks for joining us on the Authentic Church Podcast. Let's jump right into this week's message. Hearing God over your thoughts. Hearing God over your thoughts. One of the main questions I receive as a pastor is how do I know that I'm hearing the voice of God and not my own thoughts? How do I know that God is telling me to do this and it's not just the way that I feel in the moment? So let me encourage you with this. If you are a believer and you follow Christ and you've given your life to Christ, listen, Jesus said you will be able to hear the voice of the Father. You will not be alone. And we know that the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, lives inside of us, and he speaks to us directly from the Father. But listen to what Jesus said. John chapter 8, verse 47. Jesus stated, whoever is of God hears the words of God. Whoever follows God will hear his words in times of needs, in times of happiness, good times, bad times. You will be able to hear the voice of the Father. Jesus also stated this out of John chapter 10, verse 27. I love this. He said, my sheep hear my voice, right? And he said, I know them. Jesus knows you. He knows exactly what you're going through. He knows what you're facing. He knows what you're dealing with. He knows the pressures that are in your life right now. He says, listen to my voice. They know me. I know them. And because of that, they follow me. We follow Christ because we're able to hear his voice. And we've all experienced that. In hard times, when you feel like everything is about to crash down and you don't know what to do, you may hear the whisper of God in your ear, don't give up. Your marriage is not over. Your family is not broken. Just because you don't know how to pay your bills this week does not mean everything's gonna go under. For the Lord will provide. He is our provider. He is our protector. And he gives clarity and direction into our life. Meaning, you can hear the voice of God and he will always show you the way. That's an amazing truth. But at the same time, okay, yes, I, I believe that. I know that I can hear the voice of the Father. But still, how do I know? Like, how do I know that I'm hearing God and not my own thoughts or just how I feel in the moment? Because we also know, according to the word of God, that if our own feelings get in the way, if our own agendas get in the way, it could also be very destructive in our life. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12, warns us this. It says, there is a path before each person that seems right. But in the end, guess where it can lead? To death. It can lead to destruction. A lot of times we think, okay, God, I could take control of this situation. And then what happens? Everything falls apart. Because our emotions, our attitudes, and the way we think can get the best of us. And then another question I received is this. Okay, pastor, what about as a believer, can Satan still influence us? Can Satan still influence my thoughts or the way I think? Can I actually be hearing the enemy's voice and not the voice of God? And how do I know? So the complicated answer to that is yes. Satan wants to influence your mind. That's his whole agenda. He wants to do that because if he can control the way you think, Remember this from last week? He can control the way you live, right? If he can influence the way you think, the way you think about yourself, your identity in Christ, right? Are you waking up every day saying, God, I know you're going to do something through me? Or are you waking up every day saying, God, I'm nothing. I can't do anything. Nothing's ever going to change. My life is always going to look the same. My job is always going to look the same. My relationships are always going to look the same. I just don't feel like doing it right now. That is how the enemy gets control over your mind. For you give in to the lies, and God has came to set us free. Jesus came to set us free from every temptation that the devil puts before you. Guess what? You don't have to give in. 
That's the good news. God has given you the strength to overcome every temptation that the devil puts before you. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. This temptation in your life, guess what? It's no different from what others experience. Our God that we serve is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. For when you are tempted, he will always show you a way out so that you can endure, so that you can keep moving forward. And we've all experienced that too. Have you ever been in a place you know you shouldn't have been? Around some people that you know you shouldn't have been around? Or maybe it's the nightlife and you're like, God, I just want to hang out with friends. I kind of want to experience this again. It seems fun in the moment, but Lord, I just don't know if I should be here. And God whispers to you and says, it's time to leave. You got temptation right in front of your face. And you're not ready for it. You're not strong enough to handle it. If you do not leave right now, you could be led down a very destructive path that's going to end the relationships that you do have. So when God speaks in your life, listen, it is protection. He wants to bring life into your situation. The enemy wants to bring death. And you are not helpless in this. And I love that the word of God also helps us detect if something is from the Lord or from the world. All right? Let me show you. 1 John chapter 4, verse 1 states it like this. Dear friends, do not believe everyone who has claimed to speak by the Spirit. What must you do? You must test them to see if the spirit they have actually comes from God. Because there are many false prophets in the world that want to bring you down. But how do you test it? We're about to go over that in a minute. But here's what I mean. Here's what I want you to understand. It is very crucial for you today to be led by the voice of God and not your own agenda or the agendas of others. To be able to know this is what the Lord has spoken over my life. To have hope in dark situations. To know what God has for your future and the future of your family. Okay? But you have to listen to the Lord. Because here's our battle. And maybe you can relate to this. Even as a believer, as a Christian, it could be very easy one day to do the right thing and hear the voice of the Lord. And then the very next day, give in to your sin. Or give in to temptation or say something you wish you did not say. You gave into your flesh. And you may be thinking, but how can the Lord choose me or use me if I keep going back and forth? Let me show you the life of Peter real quick. This one example out of him. Uh, Matthew chapter 16, verses 15 through 17. Peter was the first one to claim that Jesus was the Messiah. Peter was the first one to say, Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. You are the Messiah. You are the Christ. And what did Jesus tell Peter? He said, listen, you did not hear this from yourself. You did not hear this from other people. For the Father has spoken this upon your heart. You heard from God. That's good news. This revelation that saves your life has come from the Father. Matthew chapter 16, 15 through 17. Then he asked him, Jesus said, who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John. Underline this, because my father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any other human being. The moment you accepted Christ is because God revealed his goodness upon your heart. You understand that? And that's why Paul talks about how we can't boast about ourselves. 
We can't boast about our works or that we saved ourselves. No, it's because God placed it upon your heart to show you that he loves you. He is revealing to you a truth that will set you free. And in those moments, we've talked about Peter before, he probably was like, yeah, I said the right thing. I did the right thing. But in the very next story, not even the next chapter, the very next story, he makes a big mistake and he allows his own agenda to get the best of him. And he stands in the way of God's will. Because in Matthew chapter 16, 22 through 24, Jesus is telling his disciples, listen, I must go to Jerusalem. And it's not going to be easy. But this is the will of the Father. That I must go. I must suffer. People will hurt me. They will persecute you because of me. And they will kill me. (laughs) Imagine praying for direction. And that's what you hear. What do you do? The disciples were astonished. They were shocked. And Peter didn't want it to happen. He did not understand because you know what they never heard? Jesus said over and over again, I must die, but don't worry. I will raise from the dead. They never heard that. So Peter's ways got got the best of himself. And this is what he said. Peter took him aside and began to reprimand him for saying such things. He said, heaven forbid, Lord, he said. This will never happen to you. And Jesus turned to Peter and said, get away from me, Satan. You are a dangerous trap to me. For you are not seeing things from a, or you're seeing things merely from a human point of view, not from God's. Please don't miss that. What did Jesus just say to Peter? You are seeing things merely from a human point of view. What makes sense to you right now, the things that you want, the things that you want to grab a hold of right now, the things that you want to control. But it's not the will of God. This does not come from the Father. It comes from this world. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me which means something that's very important, that changes our life, but it's very hard to do. Your desire to pursue God's will must be greater than your desire to pursue your own. Is that your relationship with God, though? Your prayer life? When you speak to him? I was convicted of this. Because for a very long time, every time I came into prayer, the presence of God, I'd say, God, I would like this. And I would like that to happen. And I could use some blessings over here, a little blessing over there. That'd be great. It was always about what I wanted. But God wanted to work something new inside of me. And I learned that his will is always better than mine. And what that he has for you is always better. Listen, this is what the Lord says in Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. He said, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts. And my ways are far beyond anything that you could have imagined. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours. And my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And it's so funny to me that a lot of times we come into the presence of God and tell God what we want. God, I need this to happen. If you're good, you'll make this happen. You don't know the future. How do you know what you need? You know what you want, but how do you know what you need? God knows what you need. He knows how to make you stable. He knows the attacks of the enemy that are coming up against you that you don't even see coming. 
and he will hold your hand along the way. Why? Because his thoughts are not like your thoughts. His ways are not like your ways. He's higher. He's better than that. And you know what his desire is? You know what it's all about? To make you and I more like Christ. To live like Jesus. Isn't that what we pray? Isn't that the Bible school answer? Be more like Jesus. Always Jesus. But it's hard to do when somebody calls you a name. And it's really difficult to do when God is telling you to go a direction that may bring some pain into your life. When you just want comfort. Yet I've noticed that when people stay in comfort, guess what? They're depressed. You ever felt that? You feel depressed in your comfort. Why? Because it's not what God has for you. It's what you're controlling. And eventually that will fade. But what God has for you is always a blessing in the end. So me and you, we need to understand and recognize the voice of the Father when he's telling us to go somewhere in life, and it may be difficult to do. So here's what I want to do. I want to share three points with you to help you recognize the voice of God over your own thoughts, or at least to help bring clarity into your relationship. The first point is this. God's voice will never contradict his word. Okay? God's voice will never contradict his word. What God speaks into your mind, into your heart, will never go against the word of God, okay? For the word of God is eternal. Luke chapter 21, verse 33 states it like this. Jesus said, heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear. We also know that God's character never changes. Hallelujah. That means he's always merciful. He's always showing us grace. He's always showing us love. Have you noticed that the Old Testament God that people say is so different from the New Testament? No, every time Israel rebelled against him, yes, there was judgment that would come upon him, but God would say if they just repented, if they just listened to my voice, if they just walked in obedience, I would show them mercy. God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. His character never changes. Malachi chapter three, verse six, I am the Lord, I do not change. Thank God he doesn't change. You ever met somebody that you used to be really close with and then all of a sudden they changed and that relationship is no longer there and you may say, what happened to them? God will never change on you. He will always be there. James chapter one, verse 17 states it like this. Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father who created all the lights in the heavens and he never changes or casts a shifting shadow. So what does this mean for you? It means this. When you hear a thought and you think it may be from God, you need to test it by the word of God, okay? Because let's be real. As a pastor, I've heard some crazy stuff. I've heard some people come up to me and say, you know what? God told me to do this, Right? God told me I'm going to be in this relationship with this person, and I love this person, and it's going to be great. It's like butterflies every single day. That's awesome. Do they know the Lord? Not yet. So you're jumping into a relationship. They don't know the Lord, but yet you want to grow in Christ. Yeah, maybe it's me that's going to bring them to the Lord. That's good and all. But what does the word of God state? Don't be unequally what? Yoked. Now, if you don't know what that means, it means make sure both of you are believers in Christ. Why does God say this? Just like he says everything, to protect your heart. 
Because that relationship, that relationship is only going to grow deeper. And then let's say you get married, you have children. Well, then what? Who's going to teach your children about Christ? Okay? It can be hard sometimes. Don't be unequally yoked, but still pray for them and allow God to do a miracle. I've also heard people say, you know what? I just don't like marriage. I don't think it's good today. We see all these things on TV anyway, and I just don't want to be committed in that way. So I'm just going to have fun in the moment. Hook up. Have a baby. Don't need to get married. That's the culture we live in. I see more people having babies and living together without marriage. And then what happens within a year when it gets difficult, they walk out the back door and somebody's hurt. Listen, the word of God states it like this. When you join together, guess what? You become one flesh. And this is a marriage covenant. Genesis chapter 2, verse 24. Therefore, a man will leave his father and his mother and embrace his wife. This does not mean to hug, okay? They become one flesh. And we see this out of children, combination of the two. And all of us have made mistakes. We've all been there. We've made the wrong decisions. We've let go of some things we wish we hadn't. And God can redeem and restore. Trust me, he loves you. But in everything that he speaks, even when it's difficult to hear, it's still his word offering protection over your heart and your life. Are you receiving it, though, or are you offended? Because that offense will blind you. It's in those moments that I'm real with God that I hear from him and he changes my life. God, I did not do this right. I did the wrong thing. I thought the wrong way because I was selfish in what I wanted. Please forgive me. And because he never changes, he has always shown me love and grace. And that's maturity in your relationship with God. It's also very dangerous because do you realize there are many false religions today because one person said they saw an angel and that the Bible was corrupt. There are so many false religions today of people stating, you know what? God gave me a special revelation and this Bible is corrupt. This Bible is not corrupt. 1,500 years. Three different continents, people over hundreds of years who did not know each other, yet sharing the same perfect, historically accurate story of Jesus Christ. All these people who did not know each other, historically accurate in every single way. Even got Jewish historian Flavius Josephus writing about Jesus and him being crucified. All these things, perfect. But yet so many people have been deceived to believe one person. One person that said they heard from an angel. Listen to this. Second Corinthians. Chapter 11, verse 13 and 14, Paul said these people are false prophets. They are deceitful workers who disguise themselves as apostles of Christ. I'm not surprised. Listen to this. For even Satan can disguise himself as an angel of light. But how do you know? What if you feel like an angel has showed up to you? What if you feel like somebody that you respected is speaking over you? Listen to this. Galatians chapter 1, verse 8 states it like this. Let God's curse fall on anyone including us, listen, or even an angel from heaven who preaches a different kind of good news than the one we preach to you. Anything that you hear that is a contradiction to his word is not from the Lord. But a lot of times we become blind due to our selfish desires. And remember, it's a trap from the enemy. He will use that to blind you. So my encouragement is this, pray that God open your eyes to hear the truth, to receive it, and to move closer in your relationship with him. 
Nothing he speaks will contradict his word. Point number two is this, and I love this because I don't think a lot of people understand this, but God's direction for your life will never be confusing. God's direction, what God speaks over your life into your heart, into your mind will never be confusing. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33. For God, who is the source of their prophesying, is not a God of confusion and disorder, but he is of what? He's a peace and order. God will not bring confusion into your life when he speaks. He's not going to bring disorder. He's not going to make you second guess things. He's going to speak with clarity so that you have hope through the hardest of times. When everything is falling apart, God may say it's going to be okay. Trust me. When you don't have a job and you just got fired and you're praying, God, please open up another door. God may do something in a week, but you don't know what's coming yet. And you have to trust him through the process. And what I love about God, this is a good thing. Our problem is a lot of us want the answer right now, all of it. God, reveal to me everything. Reveal to me where I'm going to be. God, reveal to me who I'm going to be with, what job I'm going to have. Where are you going to take me, Lord? Just reveal to me now. God may be saying, you're not ready. You don't want it all right now. Because guess what? You're going to go through a lot of ups and downs because the truth is, if I knew everything that I would have to go through just to be here today, most likely, as much as I love you guys, I wouldn't do it because it was hard. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of good times. There's a lot of testing of faith. Guess what? There still is. And everything that we do, because that's ministry, that's following God, because he always shows us his goodness in times of need. But it's difficult. So what God does, he reveals clarity to you, direction, but a little piece at a time to give you hope and strength for the season that you're in. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9 states it like this. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people may think. No, he is being patient for your sake, for he does not want anyone to be destroyed, and he wants everyone to repent. We know Jesus is coming back very soon. But this is the heart of the Father, that everybody should repent. And so you have been called to be a light in the darkness, to trust his voice in everything that you do. But any confusion that's in your life over what God has spoken, okay, comes straight from the devil. And he does this by one simple strategy. How does the devil bring confusion into your life? Strategy is the strategy of doubt to make you doubt what God has spoken. The devil will bring confusion into your life by making you doubt what God has spoken over you. What did he say out of Genesis chapter three, verse one, when he's speaking to Eve? The very first thing that he said was, did God really say? How many times have you heard that? God spoke over me and said that he's gonna free me from this addiction. Yeah, did he really say it? You've been through there before. You've been back and forth. Or God spoke over me and said he's going to save my marriage. I think I can be better. Did he really? Because it seems like everything's falling apart. Or God says that my identity is in him and I can be renewed and restored and there's a purpose for my life. Are you sure? Because I know your family, where you've been, and the mistakes that you've made. It is so easy for us to hear, did God really Say, the devil is a liar. 
you realize that when God speaks, he speaks a promise of hope over your life, and the devil will do anything he can to crush that hope. You don't have to believe his lies. But let's look at his strategy here. Genesis 3, verse 1, he said, did God really say, talking to Eve, now listen to this, that you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden. And a lot of people miss this. The devil did two things. First of all, he brought in doubt, did God really say? The second thing, he lied completely. That's not what God said. God never told them you can't eat of any of the trees in the garden. He said, don't eat from one tree. I did two fingers, I meant one, one tree. Listen to this. Genesis chapter two, verse 16 and 17. But the Lord God warned them, you may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden, except the one tree of knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you will surely die. When God speaks, it is clear. It is direct. It is in line with his word. But the reason why Eve fell for her doubts, listen to me, is because she did not value the word of the Lord to remember it. She did not value what the Lord had spoken for their life, for the direction to be protected from the enemy's strategy. Because if so, that would have been a red flag when Satan misquoted God. Listen to me. You will always start to believe your doubts when you value the wrong things because you're distracted. You're pursuing everything else, but not the voice of God. And it's so easy to do because the truth is also what you value, you make time for. No matter how busy you are, no matter what you have going on in your life, what you value, you make time for. If you're a gym rat and you love to work out, you will make time to work out. It does not matter if your car breaks down, you will start lifting your car just to get a routine in that day, right? If you value golfing on the weekends, all right? Let's say amen to that. Any guys in the room that play golf? Nobody, okay, all right. But if you play golf on the weekends, it doesn't matter if it's going to rain. Bring a jacket, suck it up, buttercup, let's go. If you value shopping, you will do whatever you have to do to find the coupon, to find the sales, to get the best deal. You don't care who you leave behind. You need to catch up. <laughs> Keep up. Why? Because you value this. You got to make sure you keep doing it. So here's my question. Do you value the voice of God? Are you spending time to actually listen to him and know his words? Or listen, is it so easy for Satan to deceive you because you don't know what God has spoken over you? Is that the reason it's so easy to believe the lies over your life? And so this is kind of funny, but I have some sub points in between this point. And here's what I want to see for your life. I want to see a change. I want us to grow in hearing the voice of the Lord. So here's point A. I'll call it that. You need to set an appointment to hear from God. When's the last time you set an appointment to hear from God every day, to hear his voice? Because the truth is, I heard one pastor state it like this. He said, you set up appointments with people you don't even want to meet. You go meet people and have lunch with people and have coffee with people that you don't even want to talk to, but you still show up because you made that commitment, yet you're saying you're not going to make a commitment to hear from the Lord who has come to free you. If you were here last week, 
I love Psalm 119, verse 147. And we talked about this. And David said, he said, I rise early before the sun is up. I cry out for help and I put my hope in your words. I love David's realness here. I wake up early and I cry for help. God, help me today not to be like me. Help me today to make better decisions, to do things differently, to be in your word and to hear your voice. I cry out for help so that I can do something different. You need to get your mind right because, again, if the enemy can influence your mind, he can influence the way you live, the way you think about yourself. And it's by God's word, by setting that appointment, you hear from the Lord. Second point on that is this, and I believe this one's freeing, okay? You need to give your burdens over to God. And I believe this is important because I believe you need to give your burdens over to God first to be able to listen, okay? Because the reason we get distracted when we're praying is because of the heaviness that we feel. The things going on in our life that we haven't brought to the Lord. Have you ever prayed and you're like, God, I just love you so much, but like in your mind, so many other things are going I can't believe that happened last week, and now I feel like everything's falling apart. And, but on the outside, you're like, God, I love you so much. <laughs> but on the inside, it feels like everything is falling apart. Listen to this. Psalm 55, verse 22. Cast your burdens on the Lord. Release it. And he will sustain and uphold you. Underline, release it. God wants you to meet with him, to set up an appointment to release the things that stress you out, the things that weigh you down, and he will sustain and uphold you. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken, to slip, to fall, or to fail. And releasing your burdens to God means that you are giving God all of your doubts. And it's so freeing. Like I talked about, maybe you're dealing with some financial struggle. God, I don't know how to pay my bills. I hand this to you. Just help provide. Open up the door. If I got to work here, help it to take place, God. But I give it to you because I can't hear your voice clearly until I know you're taking care of this. God, help me to forgive somebody who hurt me. They really hurt me. They said some things about me, and I could never trust them again. But now there's a hate inside of my heart. God, I need you to take it because it's wearing me down and it's keeping me up at night. You're giving your burdens over to the Lord, your doubts. And what it means, I love this, you're being real with God. And you're saying, God, I know that you're here for me, but I need you to take away these fears and these doubts that are causing confusion over what you have spoken over my life. And your mind thinks clearly. Because what did the scripture say? When you cast your burdens to the Lord, you release it. All the things that you've been holding on to that weigh you down, you release it to the Lord. And my last point is this, out of the subpoints: Write the word of the Lord down. When is the last time you actually wrote down what the Lord has spoken to you? Have you ever? Have you ever written down what you feel that God has placed upon your heart? Habakkuk chapter two, verse two and three. Then the Lord said to me, Write my answer plainly on tablets so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. Think about that. Write it down so that you can carry the correct message, what God has spoken in the moment. Because how many times have you had a dream from the Lord 
Or God has spoken something over you. Or somebody has spoken over you and they heard from the Lord. And you're like, man, that really uplifts me. That helps me out. And then later in the day, you're like, what did they say? Did they say that they're going to bless? Is there going to be a bless? Do I need to do this? And you forget it. And sometimes we lose direction. So God is saying, write it down so that you can carry the correct message. For this vision, listen to this, is for a future time. It describes the end. I love this. And it will be fulfilled. And it may seem slow in coming. Wait patiently. For it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. I pray that you feel the peace of God in that. I pray that you know the peace of God when he says it will not be delayed, it will take place. That you may not see it today, but what the Lord has for you is good. I want to share this before I go into my last point. This is a journal I've had for many years. Anytime the Lord has spoken to me, I've written it down. What God has spoken over my life, over my family, I've written it down. And I was reminded of something this week as I was looking through some old writings. And on February 5th, 2017, go ahead and show that picture, first one. That's my daughter. And I've shared this story a few times in the church. But if you've never heard it before, when she was born, her trachea was underdeveloped. She couldn't breathe. Every time she took a breath, it would collapse. Terrified. My wife had a C-section. She was in another hospital, traveling back and forth, signing these papers that anything could happen to her. And we found out later that she would have to have a trick just to be able to breathe. And the doctors never, ever promised us that the trick would be able to come out. They said most likely, hopefully, but they couldn't promise it. Or that she would have a voice because she couldn't speak with this trick. So I was looking at this, and on February 5th, 2017, I described how I was completely exhausted. My wife recovering from a C-section, her trying to be at the NICU, me trying to be at my job in the NICU and taking care of our boys, going back and forth and back and forth, and the fussiness sometimes of, I think Titus was a little baby at that time, and he was in a stroller, and there was just times where it was so difficult, I didn't know what to do. And I said, on this day, I was back in service for the first time. And I heard the worship leader talking about a cleansing from God that would come over that place as rain would come down to wash the dirt away. And then here's what happened. God spoke and I wrote it down. This is what God spoke to me. He said, through every storm, God will speak first and it's our job to listen and obey through faith, even when it's hard. Noah was given instructions to build a boat, though there had been no rain. But through the trial of floating for days in a devastated world, a promise still remained in the sky. The sign of a rainbow was God's promise that through the storm, redemption would come. Sometimes it takes a storm to make you look up and remember the promise that God was showing you. And I put God was here through my heartbreak. And I said, here's what I believe God is telling me about my sweet Gabriella. One day she will speak and it will change lives. For at times, she will be kept silent. But after that trick is removed, the enemy will not be able to stop her from speaking the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
God is pouring into her this year, and big things are going to come into our life. So whenever this year may seem hard, or I don't know what to do, I will look up to the sky and remember that promise. It was February 5th, 2017. And then it was on May 14th, 2019, that that trait came out go ahead and show a picture of her today. You've never seen my daughter. No trait. She speaks loud and she likes to sing. And God spoke that over our situation when we didn't see it. And it was never promised. What has God spoken over you? Are you devastated right now? Are you hurt? You feel stress and anxiety because you're not valuing time with the Lord to know his peace. Or you're not writing it down to remember. Because I'm telling you, I had to remember over and over again what God had spoken. Through the failed attempts of taking it out. Through the times where I didn't know what to do. God's word came true. His word will come true for you. And that's why it's so important to understand what he's speaking over you. But you have to value that. I can't make you do that. And God won't force you to either. But do you value what he's speaking over your life? My last point is this. A lot of points everywhere. God speaks when you're still and you worship. Let me share this. Psalm 46 verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. God will always bring clarity into your life when you honor him with your worship. When you give everything to him. Because God revealed this to me. Where was I? Worship. I was crying out to the Lord. Let me share one thing with you that's really cool. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, Judah is being faced with hostile enemies. And they're coming to not only take over the territory of the land, they're coming to kill the king of Judah. So what does the king do? He says, all right, everybody get together. We're going to pray to the Lord. We're going to ask the Lord for help, for guidance, for direction. What do you do when the enemy is coming to attack you? Do you pray for direction? Do you ask God, what do I need to do? Or do you just move in your emotions? Because they met in the presence of God. And here's what the Lord spoke. I love this. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 17. God said, you will not even need to fight. Take your positions, then stand still and watch the Lord's victory, for he is with you. Oh, people of Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. So here's what they do. They come up to the battle. They stand still. What do they do first? Do they send out their best army, their best leaders, their best warriors? No. They send out their worship team. That's who they sent out. Before anybody else, they sent out their worship team. Second Chronicles 20, 21, and 22. After consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. This is what they said. Give thanks to the Lord. They're in the middle of a battle, a fight where their lives could be ended. And they praise the Lord and say, give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. And at that very moment, they began to sing and give praise. The Lord calls the armies of Ammon and 
Moab and Mount Seir to start fighting among themselves. They won the battle because they heard from the Lord and they worshiped the Lord in the middle of the fight. And God came through and fought that battle for them. You understand how big this is? Can I have you stand right here? Set a time with God to hear his voice. Cast your burdens on him and stand still and worship. Pray and read his word, for God's voice will never contradict his word. And with the Lord speaks, write it down. And never forget. And hold on to that hope. We hope you enjoyed this week's sermon. If you've been blessed by this message, be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss future messages. And if you feel led to give to this ministry, check out the link in the description and see the other ways you can get connected.